Uh, hello, Ted. Hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, yes, my dog is desperate for a walk, so we're doing this on the road as usual. Sweet. Ah, so that took a really interesting so turn. I, today's uh, session with Bill and Janet. Sorry, you're gonna say yeah, something? Yeah, so, so, no, no, give, give me, well, give me your impressions first. No, I think the thing that's interesting to me is, I think that, you know, you and I, I think have always been clear on where we're going, but I don't know if we've ever really said it explicitly. And just to get on the table, it's like, we're trying to bring in the millennium, right? We are trying to create the revival to end all revivals that fulfills all the promises and dreams that people have had since, you know, Abraham. Are we clear on that? Is that, a, is that an overstatement? Yeah, no, Abraham, uh, yeah, Abraham, uh, yeah, Moses, yeah. All that stuff, yeah. All the, all Abraham predates Moses, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so, yeah, so, okay, so that's that's the easy part. <laughs> At least we're in alignment on that. So it's probably worth talking about that with the group, because I'm not sure if we've really ever made a big deal about it, though I think you hinted it every time at the beginning. I think the really interesting question is, is that you and I are a bunch of schmoes who like we don't run any big TV networks or corporations or even a church. Um, what could we possibly do that isn't already being done that could have that massive global transformational impact? Well, um, um, I mean, well, I don't know if I agree that we're schmoes. I don't agree. I don't. <laughs> I don't believe I'm. I'm not even sure what that word means, to be honest. So, but I mean, we are. No, I mean, uh, are, you know. I mean, we're, well, we're extraordinary in different ways, but we're not. We're not. Uh, I mean, I mean, we're we're, we're different power. guys. Yeah. Yeah, we're not in a place of power. I don't. I mean, the ministry I lead is small profile. My profile. But having said that, I do have ex I have extremely significant relation I have a significant relationship with people who are very influential. So um you know, um that's very very, very significant. So you know, it's um and i think um yeah so what can we do well we model it and we and and you know how does any but but having said that yes no here here's here's how i frame what you're saying yeah no we're not facebook we're not uh, netflix we're not disney but hey we're from silicon valley so screw all those guys you know <laughs> we're going to build something in our garage without any resources because of our cleverness and because of our vision and because of our hustle that's going to blow them all away Right, um, and the, you know, the Silicon Valley yeah. spirit. Yeah, no, and, right. and and yeah, all that's a metaphor because what we really believe is the spirit of God. And plus, we're not trying to control anything. So that's one of the paradigm shifts. We're trying to just release something out there. So we don't care if we build it or somebody else who would theoretically be in competition to us. We will model it and give it away to others. It's going to be open source, you know. 
So, right. yeah. you know, uh, um, but yeah, we, even though we don't have this, we, you know, we're, we're, we're not the big guys who have, uh, you know, the right to, to think this way. We're like, well, that's the whole point. <laughs> yeah. We're taking and the we right. About the, and, yeah. Yeah. And I think we talked about this before, you know, it's actually a good thing that we don't have power built upon the existing structures of this world because most of them are falling apart as we speak. Well, so it's a great regardless of whether they're falling apart or not, innovation doesn't come, I mean, in, innovation from the inside only goes so far, you know? I mean, yeah. for Steve, to, for Steve, you know, you see that in model all throughout, you know? The in, from the inside out, the innovation is gonna be very limited. It has to come from the outside in, you know? So, and then of course there's hybrid models, but you know, we see that over and over. So yeah, we're not, we don't have the position of power, but that doesn't matter. Neither did the early disciples. Yeah. And who was the most influential among them? You know, that's hard to say. That's the whole point. Was it Peter? Was it Paul? Or was it Stephen? Or was it Philip? Or was it, yeah. you know, that's well, the whole you know, point. It's funny, actually. It's actually easy in any objective measure of influence it would go to Paul just because we have the most artifacts, right? In the sense that, you know, which is an interesting point, actually, uh, as a good segue, is that one of the things that I've been feeling very keenly is the desire for some, uh, and I've been hearing it from other people, too, the desire for concrete measures of progress. And I think that we've been doing a great job in my perspective, of building a culture and a uh, sort of the, the, the skill and muscle of just learning how to operate in this really weird public format uh, that, that, you know, Janet can just jump right in and actually, you know, feel a little overwhelmed, but also feel really at home and, by God, feel empowered to kind of uh, take over the conversation to draw David out, which was just such a beautiful thing. Um, but the one thing we haven't done, and I, you know, I've tried and failed uh, in useful and interesting ways, is create some artifacts out of this where we say, okay, this is a concrete thing we've done. And I yeah, feel like well, that's created the, a lot of content, but um, yeah, we, 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 we've certainly created a, a track record too, right? I mean, we, we have, I shouldn't say no artifacts because we've gotten, uh, this will be our 21st official recording and we've done probably another half dozen side conversations, which is not a small thing. Um, so let me actually talk to you about how Silicon Valley thinks about these, how do you actually change the world starting from scratch? I don't know if we've had this conversation. Um, it's something I worked up with my friend Dave Morin, who launched the Facebook developer platform. So the first challenge is uh, the user experience, which is about having empathy with people where they feel like this is something that, like, you get me. I think, I suspect that's why David Johnson, you know, still keeps coming back, is that there's something here that resonates with him, where he feels like he belongs here, or he wants us to succeed, but he's not sure what. And I think, you know, the fact that we've got this, this stable of six or seven people who show up for every week uh, is just such a huge achievement, frankly, by itself. You know, we don't share a church. We don't share any organizational structure. 
we just come together for the sheer joy of doing it. Uh, that's pretty beautiful. So in that sense, I feel like we stuck the landing. You still with me, Ted? Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Okay, okay, good. So the, the second piece, so the, the urgent question is user experience, which is about empathy. The uh, tedious question uh, is about scalability, which is uh, a technology question. And that's where uh, the real question is, what is it that scales? So originally, my first guess was that, well, these videos would scale. But in fact, I don't think they do. Like, I feel like these things are an amazing thing for people who are part of the journey. But they're not like standalone episodes where someone could drop in and say, oh, yeah, I'm going to watch this thing because it speaks to this really thing. It's a long-running conversation so far. Maybe that'll change next season. I don't know. Uh, maybe that we one thing to shoot for. Um, the well, what's interesting is that so you know you have to have a technology that scales to go from being a boutique thing to being a Silicon Valley world-changing startup. Um, and then the third thing that you need, though, which is the important question, is the business model, uh, which is how do we actually fund this in a way that, uh, and, and let me, it's more generally the resource model, even if you're not running it as a business, right? Is how do you end up making sure that you can keep your promises, that your incentives are aligned with your objectives in a way that people that you bring on board at the beginning uh, feel like you, you've got them all the way to the end, as opposed to a lot of Silicon Valley platforms, which have had the problem where in order to reach their financial goals, they have to betray their early adopters. So I feel like, like I said, I feel like we've got a really amazing user experience. I'm not sure which parts of it scale, and we haven't yet. I'm not sure if we have an amazing user model. experience. Um, I would agree with you that I'm not sure if we have a, a wonderful user experience. Um, It'd be, I'd really be interested to, you know, hear more about from David's perspective. Like, is this something, I mean, I think he's still in the context of this is something I want to commit to, um, you know, but obviously he keeps coming back, but then he voices frustrations, you know. Um, right, but you, I, you, let me define amazing user experience in the sense that, uh, the, the 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 way that we describe it in Silicon Valley is you know you've built something powerful when you're when early users are willing to walk through broken glass to 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 get what you want. So not in the sense of a polished user experience, but there's an experience there that is worth suffering greatly to 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 obtain. So in that sense, David Johnson's a very positive signal that despite how painful we make this for him, he keeps coming back. Uh, so it's an amazing experience. Not necessarily a great user experience, a, a powerful experience, maybe. Anyway, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. No, I see what you're saying. No, no, that that articulates. Like one of the reasons I've stuck it out is because of Steve's feedback. You know, and then then last time I looked at you, oh wow, Janet jumped on as her first time, and she was very engaged, and it looked like it was scratching an itch for her. Janet, that's her yeah. name, right? Yeah, Janet. No. Yeah, yeah, and she's a friend of Steve, so it's not a surprise that they would both uh, resonate, and they both came here. I was interested in them through Bill, so you can see that. 
So Bill, I met at Passion Talks three years ago through, and I met. Oh, so uh, three years ago. So the year, before, so he didn't hear me speak there because I didn't speak that year. He, uh, I'm sure he he probably did actually. I'm, I'm not sure because you know back then they had multiple tracks, so he may have missed you. But and you know just to close the loop, I met. Uh, I went to Passion Talks because of um, goodness. I'm blanking out her name. It's been so long. Sherry, not Sherry. Um, Cheryl, Cheryl Chen, and I met her through John McClemens, who knew her through Greg Holzklau. So that's how we're all connected uh, to each other. Um, but yeah, Pat, this is definitely in some ways a spiritual offshoot of passing talks. Um, and what's interesting is, you know, they have, you know, a, a resource model and a structure that is repeatable and scales up to a certain point. And I think the interesting thing that we're trying to do is something that is not speaker centric, which has that same flavor. And I realize I always end up kind of uh, getting stuck and butting heads in some ways with what Pastor Talks was doing. And I couldn't quite be sure why, but I think that was part of it is that, you know, the, the best the basic premise of Passion Talks, like a TED Talks, is that the speaker has something really important to say that we need to listen to. And I try to approach this from the opposite perspective. <laughs> is that I'm trying to solve this massive problem and I don't know how to, so I think we all agree. I think you and I agree on the problem. And I think, uh, okay, we agree on this vision of trying to bring up a rival. I think the second thing we agree about is that this is a, it has to be done on the basis of authenticity and participation, not just, you know, having one person up front telling everyone what to do. And yeah, then yeah, the third thing, yeah. I think the third thing we agree on, actually, you know, there's a, it's, you know, I was talking about this with a friend, there's this framework that salesforce.com uses, which is vision, values, methods, obstacles, and metrics. And it occurred to me, like, I think we can actually agree on a vision, and we could probably write down the values, you know, about participation, about, uh, the other one is about honoring, right, is the, the honoring our fathers and mothers, uh, you know, being grateful even for those who frustrate us. I guess that, you know, we had that Jewish model, D-U-I-S-H, right? Which was um, discipleship, unity, incarnation, uh, stewardship, and honor. And it might be worth refreshing that, or maybe I can pull that out in a interview with, with Janet. But then I think the... The thing that I feel like I'm missing, you know, and I keep trying, but I haven't quite got any traction around, is what are the methods? What is the thing that, okay, we're going to do different things every week uh, in some level, but we are uh, going to try this, or maybe even just formalize the things that are in common so people can see it's not completely random. Um, and then we put some... Um, shared understanding around the obstacles like what are the things that we have to overcome to achieve this and how can we tell what we're doing so maybe you know uh taking a more optimistic approach maybe actually what we're doing has not been a random walk or me just rambling but actually there is a through line and forward progress that if we just calm our breath and look back at it we say oh yeah this is what we've been doing and if we do more of this it will actually get us to where we want to go that would be the best case scenario. 
Well, I mean, I think, um, yeah, no, the other thing I think is, is I think right now we have to think, I mean, I like, I definitely like what you said and I like, and, and you said, you know, that, that, that uh, framework from um, Salesforce very good. And then you said, I think we can agree with the first two, but we haven't defined the other three. Well, I think we could agree to the first two, but I don't think we have because we haven't gone right. through the process of this is our vision. These are our values. Um, I think that would be very, very helpful. Um, and um, then um, um, my other thought is, you know, empowering others like, like, you know, is there a facilitator, you know, who are the people, you know, on the bus? Who are the right people on the bus? Okay, let's empower them to all play their roles. So maybe there's somebody who needs to be facilitating better. You know, maybe there's Janet who needs to be, who needs to, or David, I think. I'm just, I don't have any conclusion. I'm saying this is my thought. Maybe David needs to take our input and, you know, filter it and say, okay, you want to meet that need, then meet that need. Okay, so Ernie's doing a whole bunch of work to outline where we're going, and, you know, he's doing that each week. Um, are you willing to take that and put, uh, you know, I don't know, add your piece to it that that that, that that puts the structure that you want. Are you willing to be the answer to your own question, to your own uh, thing? Yeah, my, my, my sense with David is that he has, uh, I think we tried to get him to do that, but I think that's precisely where he is stuck and why he's often reluctant to say something because he doesn't yet know the, the positive alternative to his negative frustrations. Um, I do think, I, I have to say, I'm really intrigued by the idea of having Janet as a facilitator moderator uh, because she has enormous empathy. Um, and in some ways, as a newcomer, man, frankly, as a woman, it is, yeah, yeah. it is, it, it is, uh, will be uh, less, uh, there's, there's less risk of it being perceived as a power play, if you will, which, you know, Steve and I occasionally butt heads over that um on the chat and it's a really intriguing idea well how do and you I think, even see butt heads on that over the chats like he thinks you're well, making a power of, play or you think he's making a power play because my other well, thought well, was what if steve uh, uh was a facilitator yeah i mean steve could certainly do that too but then i would miss him as a contributor in a sense uh the the well, uh, you're, you're a get... facilitator and a country contributor I mean, I, 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 yes, yes and no, right? I mean, if, if, if the, uh, if we, if we, if we're serious about the role of facilitator, we need two things. One is we have to be clear what the objective of the group is, both at the strategic level of what we're going overall, and at the tactical level of what we're trying to accomplish in a given meeting. So the facilitator can say, you know, hey, let's stop this, let's uh, add this, like you know, I think Janet did very skillfully today. Um, but there is a sense in which, as a facilitator, you are less fully present in the conversation, if you know what I mean. Right, so after my initial thing, I mean, we, we do, you know, you and I do the, you know, the tossing the moderator 
uh, mic back and forth, you know, relatively easily. And it, you know, generally works more or less. Um, but that's different than really trying to facilitate the conversation, I think. You know, at least when I use the word facilitator, I mean something a little bit more, you know, someone wearing the, the white hat uh, or the sheriff's badge. And so, you know, the point, the point is that the, um, there are certain kinds of disagreements that you can easily have when you're a contributor that you really can't have when you're the facilitator because you have to be sort of neutral. Does that make sense? No, no, yeah, I mean, overall it makes sense. Um, yeah. Yeah, the, the, uh, the, yeah, the other thing is, is just the, the normal dynamics. I mean, you know, like, like I, uh, the reason I didn't respond yes to your say, do we go 90 minutes next month, next week? I'd be open to that, but I don't think 90 minutes is the solution. I think the solution is clarity, uh, you know, it's clarity, basically, clarity and structure. So, you know, 90 minutes is just going to be a longer period. He's not losing the time because the time is too long, because the time is too short. He's, or maybe, I mean, you know, there's time for him to discuss and process it. Um, but yeah. if we keep moving this fast, then, you know, no matter how long it is, people will feel, I mean, this is, what was it? I think Janet was saying, you know, you said you watched it at 1.75 speed. When she's in it, it feels like it's going at 1.75 speed, right? And I think that is uh, one of my superpowers and curses is that I think at 100 miles an hour and I talk pretty close to that sometimes faster yeah yeah than I think. yeah no 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 and then you and, and you've got to slow down and and you know segment your ideas yeah i mean i do the same thing all the time i have to slow back and just you know let the people process and come along because you'll go a b c d e and they're you know they 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 they, they don't they you know you move so fast they've got to process through them you know to see how you got to that conclusion you know, I have to say, actually, so, you know, in some ways, I think that uh, in some ways today was a success in that I didn't have too much information. And so Janet and David were able to kind of stop and take a breather uh, in a way that, uh, you know, where I certainly felt like it was appropriate and contextual as opposed to feeling like it was an interruption to all the other material we wanted to cover. So we kind of... Uh, uh, I feel like that was a success in that I under uh, scheduled the material or the material I thought didn't didn't quite expand by itself to fill. So that was actually encouraging in a way. Oh, I mean, yeah, no, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about to get you, you way it will like, like I do the same thing when I'm presenting a message, like both of my passion talks I had and I've done this basically with every message. I think I can add so much in there, but I have to just slow down to, to simplify it because you can't share everything. You don't need to give people more information. You've got to edit edit yourself, edit it down. So um, the other phrase that keeps coming to mind, uh, sorry, is, is 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 this idea of creating space for authentic conversations about how to do better. Uh, because, yeah. you know, I think that that is, 
something that actually is rare uh, to, you know, one, creating space, two, authentic conversations, and three, actually doing better. And I feel like we've had, you know, some really good authentic conversations in a public space, which is, you know, not a small thing. And we're getting better at creating space around that, both on the main chats, the side chats, the, the group chat. Um, and I think the thing that is the missing piece, maybe if we can figure this part out, is to give people that sense of progress without losing the space and the authenticity and the conversation. Yeah. Yeah, no, what I mean, what I'm processing right now is basically what we're doing is we're launching a ministry or planting a church. Um, but it's very different because we feel like the way that's been done, we're doing it a different way. And even the terms uh, need to be rethought. Um, and yeah, I, think um, I think we're trying to launch a movement might be a better terminology. But I mean, I'm saying all of those terms, I mean, even those terms, yeah, maybe those might be better, but even, yeah, launch a movement, um, yeah, relaunch, align with a movement. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, articulating that, seeing seeing our things. Also the benefit of 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 defining this in a very clear project, like um you know one thing i'm thinking of along these similar lines is like you know i'm part of this you know i'm part of this grocery giveaway thing you know so every other sunday oh by the way if you need groceries or know somebody who does <laughs> send them my way <laughs> um so every other sunday night um, we go to Trader Joe's and repurpose our van as a delivery vehicle and, uh, you know, clear it out and, uh, come back and, uh, uh, repurpose my garage as a sorting and, and distribution center. And I have a network of volunteers who show up who repurpose their vehicles as delivery, uh, vehicles. And we give food away, um, to people who are hungry. You know, it's, it's, it's and i do that one it's we're nobody we're a bunch of nobodies but because we're part of a network that's been doing it consistently i think we calculated and we're given maybe 10 percent of the food away that uh cathedral of faith gives away in a year i think they give away 40 million and i think we're giving away about 4 million that's wow. significant that's significant. the word network. It's a decentralized network. It has no, it owns no property. It owns no warehouse. It has no paid staff. It's just a network of volunteers. Um, and that's very, very scalable, you know? And, and um, so uh, there's but but beyond that there is a there's i keep doing that because there's the value of getting my hands dirty and also the value like 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 the value of uh, it's almost like your hands have to be dirty in order to be clean 
I want to keep my pulse <laughs> to the, that'll preach. Yeah. I want to keep my heart close to the need. So I don't, you know, like, like, how are we actually doing? I mean, you know, but the authority with which I speak now, when I speak about systemic poverty, I'm looking people in the eyes saying it's very, very real. You know, the authority that I have with leaders when I share that, that is extremely significant. So it's a model that is now, you know, we just give it away. You know, we give it away by telling others, go do the same thing. Here's the principles. Here's how we did it. You know, this is how it grow, grew. Start right where you're at. Go do something. You're, you're, you're burdened with what's happening out there. Move from being a commentator to get actually get in the game. You want to get, you want to be in the game. You want to come off the bench and make a contribution. Well, the good news is, everyone can play. <laughs> Nobody has to sit on the side. Go get in the game. Fascinating. That was exactly the vision from God that Ryan Durfler had uh, five and a half years ago that launched me on this particular journey. Was God showing him a picture of a soccer stadium? And he said, you know, look at the, 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 the stands are full and the field is empty. Like, how do we get people out of the stands onto the field? And I think, you know, this answer of a decentralized network, I think is actually really important because the, the word they use the internet, uh, in the internet is permissionless innovation. That's, that, hey. that's, that's very, very good. And then, you know, I, I mean, I, I think we need to be at the place because the other side of this discussion is like, David, I'll take the time to answer your questions and I'll give you my time. But where are you at? Are you just a spectator? Or are you ready to jump in to the game? And I'm not saying you're not in the game, but I'm asking, are you willing to jump into this part of the game with us and be on this team? You know, and yeah, that's a but, valid yeah. question you need to ask. I mean, and I, and, you know, like, okay, are you just observing? Or are you willing to build this thing? Do you, what, do you feel called to build this thing? If so, then we'll give you the time to discuss it, and then we'll give you the assignment. You know, out of that will come the assignment, and it'll all be in a group together. It's not top-down. It's not any of that. But it has to be clarity who's in and who's out, you know, who's part of the, the, the who's part of who's a cell that's part of this baby, or are you, you know, a living cell right. that's part of the placenta? Yeah, this is an interesting thing, right? This is the, uh, the, the this is a Seth Godin phrase, enrollment. It's one of my favorite words, right? Is that if people are on the journey, then you need to do whatever you can to you know, help them get there. But if you're going to Toledo and they're going to Kathmandu, then it's like, sorry, you're on the wrong bus. And the challenge for us is, well, many challenges. But one is that, you know, in order to build the millennium, pretty much anyone who, we need to build something that's expansive enough that anyone can play who desires to, right? And, and if they, uh, in some sense, buy into the high-level vision, we want to find a place for them. Now, there could be different senses of timing. Like, we need people with a pretty high threshold of pain to be part of this, you know, bootstrapping core group uh, because it is so uh, roll-your-own at this point. So I, th I thought Stephen's answer of why he's able to manage the chaos of the group 
by creating his own structure, uh, it was very illuminating. But the, well, yeah, no, and that makes me think, wow. It, so let's let's put him in power of creating structure for everybody else, so they understand it yeah, as well. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, that's a thought, but I don't think that's the right answer here because his structure is not necessarily the right structure. I mean, and and even the, the his meta structure. As much as I love constructivism, I'm not always sure. That, like, I feel like there's something about constructivism that doesn't work, and I don't know what it is yet. And so I'm hesitant to hitch our train to that too much, even though I think we can, you know, steal all the. But I'm not. Ideas. I'm not hitching my train. I wouldn't be hitching my train to constructionism. Uh, my, I'd be hitching my train to the relationship with Steve, and saying, okay, you can you can start wherever you're at, but even. Like this is one of the things, uh, one of the hardest things to criticize is this is is the assumptions, okay? Because it's hard to see them, and that's almost like what David was saying. It's like I, it's not. Yeah. And and but I want to say no. We are going to create one of the secret sauces of what we're doing is a self-correcting entity, and the self-correcting AI, you know, like AI can learn, 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 but the the core premises which are the foundation that set the direction it has a real hard time examining them that's why ai the, the, is, the, the, the is replicating function. our own race our own racism it's it's learning but it's replicating our own biases and doing them better than we do so one of the things so, so specifically i want to be tying my my boat to constructionism i'm tying my boat to jesus christ I'm a biblical Christian. That's what we're tying our boat to, okay? And then mm -hmm. relationship, love, the commandment. Constructionism, that's a starting point. I see so much value there. Let's bring it, but and we're going to honor. It's like a father. We're going to honor our fathers, but we're also, you know, like we're going to criticize construction, constructivism in a very constructionistic way. <laughs> yeah. Now, I think this is you know, one interesting thing that resonated with me when you say is like, what if we tried next season uh, rotating uh, in the sense of, you know, I'm not sure exactly what we rotate, but like one week we have Janet be facilitator, or one week we have Steve lead us in a constructivist exercise, like try and, you know, solve this one by giving away more power. And, you know, if we articulate, you know, and, you know, the, 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 the hope would be that next, you know, next week the retrospective, Maybe we actually can hammer out our vision and values and whatever else down the road to the point where people say, yeah, this at least captures what we are doing as best we understand it so far. And we can innovate, you know, within and around this framework. And by getting it externalized from meeting you onto the piece of paper, it gives us more freedom to like turn it loose and say, okay, uh, Janet, you choose this, Steve, you choose the topic or whoever's willing to step up and do it you know, just try some experiments like that and see where that gets us. Well, I'd be down with the next experiment of having, like, inviting Janet or Steve to facilitate next week. And okay. it seems like yeah, you're resonating, you're closer to Janet. Well, I know, I, well, so I think that, yeah, I think actually for, no, well, actually, so even facilitating the retrospective, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that's actually a really good heaven or facilitate it. Like like she's didn't she go through at the end and basically say, I'm gonna be asking all these questions. Boom, 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 boom. I'm gonna get my questions answered. Boom, boom, I'm gonna talk to you, boom, 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 and say, Hey, 
you that's homework you do that homework and then you come in and you use that as prep and then you facilitate next week you get all of our questions answered and then have a conversation with her and you know to, so that she has what she needs to, to you know yeah yeah that's actually uh, i was thinking about like for the next season but i think actually for the with perspective i think bouncing that idea off of senator steve and seeing uh which of those would be up for that and then possibly tying that into the the v2 mom draft so let me noodle on those and write up these notes and i will get back to you and on the base camp and we'll see what uh, pops out all right all right sounds good okay bless you all right bye-bye god bless you bye